Satnam, and welcome to the show with my special guest today, Kara Elizabeth. I am so excited because she's my friend and a super inspiring human being. So I'd just like everyone to get your medicine. I mean, a lot of people, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people around the world, probably millions at this stage, <laughs> have been influenced by you. But I'm going to read a little bit because I want you to understand what we're, what we're getting here. Okay. So Carl Elizabeth launched the uh, Animal Apothecary card deck and since then has been teaching experimental methods of you know, sharing her experimental methods of workshops teaching experimental methods yeah. <laughs> that's all it says yeah that's it that's what i <laughs> experimental <do>. methods okay <laughs> body technology self-hypnotization dance manifesting she's working on her new upcoming card deck and book which i cannot speak about but i'm very excited for and uh, she also focuses on transmuting the energy of trauma into fulfilling your purpose. She's a member of the Gucci Women's Empowerment Board where she teaches and amazing other things to share. Okay, I would like, you know, let's get down to it. I would like to pull a card for our audience, past, present, wherever you are in the time-space continuum. Thank you for tuning in. This is for you now. Let's go. You're going to pull it. Oh. Or... Should we both pull one? And I can... I think you should pull it. This okay. is your power. Um, I was like... Mm, <laughs> this is not how I do it. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Za, za. That's not how I do it either. Surrender to receive. Okay, okay, okay. So this, Make sure they see the card. Look at it. Okay, so this is pretty cool because... This is actually this idea about you being able to really trust in life, which I think is one of the most difficult things to do. And this is saying that there is something that you're working toward manifesting that life is actually co-collaborating with you and thinking that you're trying to like control this thing. It's actually you don't have to worry about how this thing is going to manifest as long as you just keep putting in the effort. Life is actually co-collaborating with you making sure that this thing happens making sure that you're running into the right people the right opportunities are approaching you so the great news is that you you can kind of have this this relief that you can trust that life has got your back and i think that actually is really difficult for most of humanity is trusting life but it's freaking cool it's like life actually wants you to do this thing and is helping you as long as you take the action you just don't need to like try to figure out how it's gonna happen surrender surrender it is a very foreign concept yeah yeah, yeah. okay well welcome um i'm super excited to be here with you Thank You're you. like one of my closest friends, so I'm honored. And this woman <laughs> is freaking amazing. You didn't know. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to ask you about this phrase that we use, which is reclaiming your power. We hear this a lot. Reclaim your power. <clears throat> this is kind of your specialty. Where has the power gone? It never left. It never left us. Um, and I think that, you know, there are these things that happen in our life that make us feel like you know we 
there's situations that make us feel like we've been powerless to them, but we've never, our power is something we always have, but there are these, I mean, for me, because of, you know, as a child and dealing with sexual abuse, you really learn power dynamics in such a profound way because sexual abuse, pedophilia, rape, all that stuff is all about power. That's they're getting off on having power over someone. That's all it is. It's about power. So at such a young age, learning about this and and having someone, you know, getting off on like taking power over you and and feeling completely powerless, feeling that like ultimate powerlessness you know, you learn a lot of things about sex and you learn a lot of things about power and power dynamics between people. So, um, you know, I don't think that actually answers your question, but I would say that I have a deep understanding of, of what power actually is, which is being your true self, which is using your voice, which is using your boundaries, which is expressing yourself in your truest way, and and the freedom to do that. That does feel pretty powerful. Um, but I I think that you know it, it's a weird society at this moment that we're living in, or it's always kind of been weird because we're growing. We're in a very immature stage like adolescent stage so think of like high school everyone's like trying to be cool and like have their power and it's very egoic so um true power is just being your your truest self because for anyone to think that their power comes from having power over another person is the weakest the weakest, the weakest person, even though they're actually powerful, they just can't connect to it. But that's why they're actually trying to have power over other people is because they feel so weak. So next time someone tries to overpower you, you can just remember that, oh, they actually feel really weak. And Okay, this is actually the part of your bio that I glanced over that I wanted to read because it's so um, profound. So... <clears throat> Carl Elizabeth credits her decades of complex PTSD due to sexual childhood trauma, not only as her greatest asset, but what led her to the creation of Animal Apothecary. After very little success with healing from both Western and alternative medicine practices, Carr finally chose to no longer look outside of herself to fix what was broken and instead to go within and heal herself. I don't know if anybody's ever said that in relation to that. If you have shout, you know, shout out to you and message us. But I don't think I think that this is a really profound, for lack of a better word, way to relate to that situation. And a uh, huge medicine. You're just existing today as you are from that. Yeah, and I think I mean it's interesting because there's this kind of um, relationship I've had with my trauma. And I've, I've gotten to points in my life where I've been able to, to really see from a certain perspective of my past is this like weird gift blessing because without that level of understanding of that depth of dementedness, of that depth of darkness, of that depth of, you know, so-called powerlessness, I wouldn't be able to understand all the power that I have inside. And I've, I've had these moments where I, I 
really get that, right? Like I can really see that these things, the darkest of the darkest is literally how I've been able, I have the same side of that coin is that it it's allowed me to shine my light. But I will say, I went through an interesting, um, and what you read in my bio, I did have complex PTSD for 18 years and then I, f I figured it out myself, which was the most empowering thing. It was like, that was the medicine. It was like, girl, no one's going to do this for you. You're the freaking medicine, which was so, that was like, oh, right. Cause I kept looking outside myself for someone to fix me and heal me. And it's like, no, I'm the one that's going to like fix me and heal me. So I think that's really Im important for anyone that uh, has, dealt and lived through these kind of traumas but is that you're the medicine but the other thing I I will say that just a couple weeks ago on my birthday I and I was telling you it was called the birthday release it was like <laughs> there was these really like intense kind of a couple few things that really re-triggered me and it was like oh right like oh I spent like 18 years of my life living in like constant triggers but re-remembering and I was able to like connect to an aspect of myself a seven-year-old part of myself that I haven't connected to in that way before and I really was able to honor because I would say I've come to this point since healing and overcoming the past five years and in this making of of leveling up I've I've really been able to be like my trauma is a gift and everyone looks at me like I'm insane like no it's not it hurts my mom's feelings when I say that it, it bothers other people and I'm like screw you like you don't get to tell me about my trauma the sacredness of my trauma and how I've been able to like see it as something that has been really powerful in my growth but it was weird because this I I reconnected to that seven-year-old and I'm even getting emotional and like, oh my God, like it, it's, it's, it's really, um, it is really, uh, horrific what I, I endured and like it, it's almost washing over her to be like, it's a gift. And I think this could possibly sound insane to anyone. And again, I just want to circle back to like, I've been able to turn my trauma into a gift of how all the the light that I've been able to bring from that, but also just like still recognizing that there is such a deep sacredness in that horror and that pain and honoring that like it, those are crimes against nature that never should be done. But I also think that like, you know, as we heal and we grow and those of us who can overcome these things we are actually laying a foundation for those kind of behaviors not to continue because for the most part pedophilia it is not a genetic thing it is a learned behavior mm -hmm. and it is learned because those people have also been molested so in that way like um us growing and healing creates you know a a a better environment to not repeat that behavior for others so of course yeah well thank you for your bravery and the depths in which you have traversed for the rest of us there does everyone I know who is naturally gifted in emotional or just in general alchemy has had that 
that depth in both realms. So it seems almost like not a blessing, like you're saying a yeah. gift, not, not, you wouldn't phrase it as a blessing, but and definitely an initiation yeah. into being a carrier of truth on another level for other humans. Yeah. And I guess that's, that is what it is. It's like, that is where I, I see the justice of what has happened to me is that life was like, we will not serve you this darkness without you have now the ability for that same amount of understanding of light. And that is like for me of, of finding my power and then sharing my gifts with others through that, that for me is the justice. It's beyond justice. I mean, it's like, it's something much greater. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Wow. Um, well, this, this card deck is incredible. And uh, we at Rama, our yoga center, people come in, they come to yoga, meditation, sound healing, all this. We have it at the front desk because you gave me a copy and we started selling it. And I was like, well, people should have the cards to touch and like play with. Next thing you know, it's like people cannot go to class without like pulling a card. Um, and I've never been that kind of person who externalized my answers through you know decks or different kind of things but there's something about it that is so practical and grounded like yourself uh and i i do enjoy other you know decks and looking into tarot and all these kind of things but something is so practical it comes with this guidebook that has you know you reference scientific studies and all these different things for people to get rooted but i'd love to just talk about how you First of all, you're an artist, so how you used your art to to transmute this and just how it how it started because it's pretty cool. Thank you. Um, I I mean I think that it it was like this cool kind of investigation journey of um, once I figured out what I was doing with the cards, like when I was like started making these cards with animals and there's a whole story there that I won't like go too deep into but it was like I didn't know what I was doing but I love that like and I've always been into um animal medicine and these indigenous teaching animal medicine for those people out there that don't don't know it's the um Native American indigenous teaching and philosophy that when certain animals appear in our life that if you study their behavior and mythology and lore that there's usually some kind of mirror reflection of something that you can learn and if you look at any culture out there pretty much every ancient culture indigenous teaching they have this like wisdom of understanding nature and animals as as that they represent these these different kind of totems and so anyways i um have always been in honor of those teachings and you know since i was in high school when my mom started teaching me about it but i i just became kind of fascinated with like what if e what if these animals were my prescriptions so i started then kind of understanding if i was going through something like what animal represents like 
val- like valuing, valuing yourself. Like I'm having a really hard time with my insecurity and my lack of confidence and feeling not good enough. Like what animal is going to represent, you know, being whole and, and confident, but also has like a dichotomy of like maybe like a self-worth thing. And it was like pig pig right like if you call someone a pig that's not cool but they're one of the most valuable creatures like you can feed I think like up to 120 people with one pig they're super valuable but they also deal with this thing where like their name is made or used as like a way to make fun of people so I would just go down these rabbit holes like you know what which which animal is going to represent power which animal is going to represent boundaries but each time it was like this thing that like so the way that life has so kindly gifted me of teaching, they're like, girl, you're going to have to understand this quality for you then to figure out how to work on it and fix it. And then you get to teach people about it. And it's like, all right. So it's like I have to know all the annoying things about myself and all the weaknesses and all the insecurities. But they're really cool because they also are like, it just means I have that exact opposite quality in myself because this whole dichotomy of life it's like if you are this one thing it means you're the exact opposite too so anyways I go down and and I just start like making these prescription cards like which you know creature is going to be the one to help me through this and then I can like study it and learn about it and then let me like find scientific teachings and this about it and whatever um and sometimes they would come to me in dreams too and teach me so it's kind of how it was created but yeah, and I am an artist, and my, my background is in experimental animation and performance art and music and dance and whatever, but it is funny that it came back to, like, the basics of drawing, which is, like, where we all start. What was your first card? Let's see. Um, that you made for yourself. So that's how, like, most of your work is and how it how um, it has such weight I think is that you've taken yourself through these deep alchemical processes and then you're like now I'm ready to share it yeah. so there's a real experiential knowledge yeah it's not just like I think there's a lot of like parroting is that what it's called when you parrot like I'm gonna hear this idea and I'm gonna talk about it it's like I'm going to hear this idea. It sounds like a good idea. Let me try it. Let me try it for a while. Let me like see if this really works or let me see if this works if I like slightly change it a little bit. So that has is one of the things I do. But this is the the Destiny Path card, the Omnia Omnius Unus S card is the first card I ever made. <clears throat> what does that mean? So Omnius Unus S, all is one, everything is one. Um which I could go on about the oneness. Um but the irony is that, you know, this whole card in a nutshell, it's about like sharing your gifts of service with humanity and transmuting your darkest pains into your greatest gifts. And that it, it signifies that you are in alignment with your destiny path. And making this card, it was it's weird that I didn't know that this was the beginning of my destiny path or this new part of my destiny path. So it's funny that that's the first card and it's the best card it is the best card it's the best card to get like definitely you want to know that you're on your path so awesome all right well in terms of the transmuting trauma like first of all trauma is a trigger word for me (laughs) because I feel like you know now 
everyone's really into regurgitating their trauma and like swimming in their trauma and having a deep experience of that, which all stems in a positive, you know, growth, I think for us, but it's gotten a little bit kind of, I don't know, ineffective because I'm very much, you know, in the teachings of the forward, forward momentum, but you do hold this frequency of no matter how, what your trauma is, it's not, doesn't have to be as horrific as your experience we all have the ability to transmute that. Can you pragmatically yeah. talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, it's really interesting when you look at your trauma and you look at, um, and some of you might not be able to quite like pinpoint it. Like mine was pretty obvious. Like, yes, that's trauma. Others might, could be more, something was really dysfunctional in your household and it just seemed normal, but it was just a weird kind of program that made you super dysfunctional and grow up to like have unhealthy relationships, unhealthy boundaries, in a, stuck in a job that doesn't feel like you're fulfilling your purpose, whatever. So if we look to our traumas and we look to our, you know, what are all those limiting beliefs it's literally a freaking roadmap to your destiny path. Like your trauma is like, I am showing you exactly what you're supposed to be doing in life. And what that is, is the exact opposite of whatever belief system that your trauma made. Let me give you an example. My trauma made me feel powerless. Okay. So part of my destiny path is to claim my power, to stand in my power, to find my power. My power made me feel voiceless. I lost my voice so much work on me using my voice and now it's such a part of what I do is like speaking to people my trauma you know it took away my trust in myself and life and that is something I'm still working on is you know trusting myself and it's so much better but trusting life right when you're like betrayed by life like life with a capital life like wait, you let that happen, you let that go on, like, that's, like, really, like, life, 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 like, you let this, what? You know, you lose faith in life, like, what the hell is your problem, life? Um, so a part of my destiny path is to reconnect to life in such a deeper, um, more nourishing, and, let, and, and not have it about fear, um, another thing that was taken from me was the control over my body. And I have now become so infatuated with, oh, my God, I can use my body to manifest. I can use my body to release. I can use my body to heal my body. You know, now my body is really good at telling me things through physical symptoms like lately it's hives and I can it's but I'm I'm like getting instead of being scared of it I'm like all right sis like what what are we talking about here like now it's like a hive eye situation it's like girl do you see what we're talking about do you see like there's a reason why the eye is it so I'm reflecting on my eye because it's like the moment like is the thing so anyways my body reconnecting with my body finding the power of my body and that's also why I honor the wisdom of of kundalini yoga so much because it really is just so it, it just discusses this this power of how our body is the technology we are the most sophisticated computer um 
anyways, so back to just like if you think about your trauma, if you think about your your negative or whatever your insecurities are, it just means you have the exact opposite power of that within you. So if you're super like insecure, it actually only means that you have this incredible confidence, this ability to be super freaking powerfully confident. If you have had just horrific relationships in love, it means you have this ability to have the most deeply profound, healthy relationship with love. So that is what is so cool about our traumas and about our, you know, those insecurities and those belief systems that come from these really dark things. It just means we have the exact opposite within us. And I think that's super empowering. And I think it's so easy. And I lived as a victim, you know, playing out for me, I didn't remember that any of what happened to me as a kid. It, it came out when I was, I started remembering when I was 18. And then for 18 years, reliving my past. And like, it was almost this weird thing, relationship with victim. Like, like I wore it like as a badge, like what happened to you? Like, this is what it's, it's almost like twisted. It's like this kind of like, how effed up is your life? Like, check out, check out my scene. The, uh, the, yeah. Suffering is so hot right now. Yeah. But um, what's hotter <laughs> is being powerful and not being a victim. And it is the most amazing um it's the medicine. It's like, as long as you're a victim to that thing, if it is a illness, if it is whatever the thing is, it's just going to kind of like keep you in that state. So this is one of the teachings that uh, Guru Jagat shared. That's really helpful. And I believe it's scientifically kind of repeated as well, which is and trauma is trauma. So like, it could have been really bad. It could have been not that bad. But for the most part, for the median majority, for the majority of us, it lodges in the same way. Like your mom could have been mean to you once. And then suddenly you're like, women are mean. Yeah. Yeah. My whole life. Um, and so, so just know they could take comfort and we all have everybody as also how did you even says everybody made their teacher. Everyone had a mother and everyone had a father. Yeah calm down like you are not special everyone had a childhood and it's never too late to have a happy childhood yeah. and to uh, rewrite and move forward and one of the scariest it's really terrifying thing that I've that I encounter are people who are still victims of their childhood and they're in their 40s 50s 60s 70s yeah. they're still mad at their parents they're still um, they've given their power away like so much in, and it's just, it's remarkable. Yeah. Um, that's a really scary existence. And, um, especially because I saw that for me, like living so much, you know, of, of a victim to my, the trauma that happened to me. And I mean, for me, it was 18 years of, of reliving that constantly. Um, there's a couple things that were going on. It stunted me from my self-actualization. So that's one thing that's really scary for anyone out there who is still holding on to the reliving 
something from the past and do not freaking get me wrong like I get it I did it I did it for basically almost two decades like it's hypnotizing it, it it's just like you know the pain is freaking real it, it chokes you and you're held by it and you just it's just you know and there's the biology and the replaying and the how it programs you and there's all it, it so it's not just like snap out of it it's like some real warrior stuff to you know move on from that but what is scary is that when we stay in this kind of um always feeling like you know I need to be fixed or we're in this past of those things it stunts you from your own self-actualization and our self-actualization is so imperative especially at this moment in humanity because you know we're, we're seeing a lot of or you know there's always been a lot of weird stuff going on but we're, <laughs> we're we're very privy to it now and and it's at a fast rate and the cool thing about our self-actualization is that no one who is on the journey of their self-actualization and becoming their true self some they're not going to be destroyers of earth. They're not going to be destroyers of other humans. They're not going to be destroyers of the creatures. It's because like your our, our purposes are some kind of gift of service to humanity. So, um, you know, to circle back, the thing that was is scariest about continuously living in the the pain of your past is that it is stunting to your self-actualization and your self-actualization is imperative for to, for humanity's destiny path, which is the oneness of humanity. So the only way out is through is what we're saying and no one's coming to save you. Yeah, it's you. Like you are saving you. And yeah, it's, it's I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. We were both coming from uh, having been in deep pits people who've been in deep pits and are now in this position. Um, it takes a lot of ruthless compassion. Yeah. You know, because, and also when you talk about the trauma being the gold or the trauma being the greatest asset, similarly, I like to relate to the resistance mm. where I have like such resistance. I'm like, okay, this is a PowerPoint mm. in the mandala of success or growth from my trajectory. This resistance is the PowerPoint. That's the thing I need to do. The thing I don't want to do is the thing that you really need to do. And again, you could get more nuanced with it. Sometimes you're being protected. Sometimes that's not where you need to go or whatever. But in many cases, things that are in front of you that you really resist, that's where you lean in. And then there's this massive transmutation that happens almost instantly, just like the, um, sutra one of the sutras of this age meaning rules to live by is start and the pressure will be off or when the pressure's on start and the pressure will be off so you're facing that wall you're facing that thing that you've been avoiding whether it's you know giving up your victim consciousness or a variation of that you lean into it and suddenly there's this massive release of you've been carrying this weight of this narrative this story in your head mm. that's like so big and scary and then it just vanishes you know what I love about what you said? And I think like there's something, 
I don't know. You know how it's like you don't get it till you actually get it. And then you can like read a book when you're 20. And then when you read it when you're 30, you're like, oh, I get it now. Um, and what you were talking about, like leaning into that, like what does that even mean? But it means everything. There is something about, and that to me also is about reframing those uncomfortable moments like when we're triggered and we're like oh it's happening again it's like no this trigger so that's the other thing is like our concept of triggers and I can go into that later but triggers are just revealing that there's something that needs to be moved through you to get to a bigger version of yourself and triggers are awesome they're so freaking cool they're like you're about to grow or we need you to grow so we're gonna life is mirroring back and confronting something that you know needs to be released and moved on but I think when we you know that's why I'm always into like this idea of like do it scared right like I think a lot of people are like waiting to like feel confident to like do the thing or make their dream happen it's like no you're gonna do it scared do it uncomfortable like lean into that that is good like we're so like especially Americans like we love comfort and we love (laughs) recognition um but like it's like oh my god like just do it scared just do it as a warrior like and the warrior thing it's like courage is funny because it has nothing to do with confidence right like everyone's like oh you know it's like no do it because here's the other thing is when you like level up you kind of realize no one actually knows what they're doing. They've been figuring it out as they go on and they get better because they learn from all the things that didn't go right all those times. Or just in general, like nobody knows what they're doing. No, like no one. No one. That's the big, like no one. That's the like shattered glass plot twist for adulthood. You realize you get into the new room and you have like the new outfit on and you're like all fancy and ready to level up. And then you realize... (laughs) <laughs> wait these people don't know what they're doing yeah either. but it's okay because like none of us it's do. fine but there is it's just to to be aware that there are, there's a narrative around there of you must you know make this much money you must speak this particular jargon you must um be in this group to understand said thing and i think the internet's doing a super good job of dismantling that because they're like here's how like everything i think that you know the powers that be we're not going to name drop and get shadow banned but the powers that be are kind of fucked uh because the internet is like and we're gonna debunk this and this and this and this and it just like cannot be tamed like it is like spreading like wildfire that like anything you want to know you can know with the click of the button and experience you want to have is available to you your power can be easily claimed and it's like going to be really interesting to see how it goes down in the near future um The other interesting thing about, I mean, the future, I don't even know if we should go down this rabbit hole because you just said the future. And I'm like, (laughs) now I'm like going down this thing of like, but time doesn't even exist. Well, I would like to discuss, since you're another believer in the concept of world peace being attainable. Yeah. um, Let's discuss. Let's discuss world peace. So 
first I'll credit um, the faith that I am and what I grew up in in this culture in the Baha'i faith that is like obsessed with world peace. So my entire growing up was all about this like unity and diversity, equality of women and men, like oneness of all the peoples, like, you know, just like diversity, 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 like, and it, it really is true. Like anything that works well is because there's diversity. Whenever you have like the same people, you know, it just creates like inbred creatures. Mm-hmm. Boring. No, but like literal inbred. Like, okay, so like here's the other thing, like how nature is a reflection of like what's really going on with everything. And when, <laughs> so if you have the same family line of people having sex, it's like, this is what they procreate and like this is like you know we have these systems of like these same kind of people understand it through this understanding it's just like it's gonna create dysfunctional things anyways so world peace um it's interesting in the baha'i philosophy because i also grew up with this teaching with this prophecy that humanity is going to come to a point that humanity's destiny path is our oneness that everything is one that humanity is like one human body and every part is like a cell or a bone or a liver or a heart and we all have these parts that we are meant to to do and to share and that that's why it's so important that we really you know, there's this urge to self-actualize, like, who am I? What What is my part in this? What is my role? And that this this oneness of, of humanity, and, and here's the other thing, is like, when people say world peace, everyone's like, oh, what is that? It's like, it doesn't, I think even the <laughs> idea of world peace that we're, is from this limited, like, where we are in society. Like, we don't even know what that even means. Like, It's like the things that the superhuman powers that are going to be developing in the next hundred years of like our consciousness and like our ability to like manifest like no other and like how fear isn't going to be a thing in our power and like whatever. I I think we don't even understand what that means. So let's just, you know, back to the oneness and that this this prophecy is that this oneness of humanity that is destined for us is going to come about in one of two ways and the first way is that you know things are going to start getting pretty pretty dark pretty dark and and it is so un it's so unbearable that we awaken and we start realizing like oh we have to like figure this out and, and we're in that moment right now. We still have time to wake up. We still have time to, you know, because the second way that this could go down, again, this is a prophecy, so, you know, who knows, but um, is that it will get so bad and humanity will go so deep into the darkness that it comes to a point where the only way is for whatever is left to unite and to rebuild again and to create this this piece so um you know i i think that is there's so many light bringers right now and there and in in these teachings this moment in our time is called children of the half light we're toggling between these two worlds but there's these people that are awakening to their light and and you know you're a light bringer and um I, I just think that like our our 
there's something about, and I don't have scientific proof for this, but I just think that like our real selves, our true selves, like we are light, we are light, we are light, we are light, we are light. And I don't even know what that means, but everything in me is like, we are light. Well, the Buddhist or Chogam Trumpa calls it basic goodness. Everyone's basically good. Yeah. And also like C.S. Lewis's book, Mere Christianity is really incredible. Uh, which also is just an understanding of the humans are naturally good. And I think about this all the time, living in a city that functions like New York, we are trusting people to not run us over. Yeah. Like we're trusting people to be basically good, to not rob people, to not hurt people, to not run over somebody who's in front of you to stop and like, let them cross. Like everything in society is based on the fact that humans are basically good a healthy human is good in nature yeah. naturally it's natural to be good yeah so any so it's only natural that as things heal and that's why we use the word heal everyone's like oh i need to heal you know but that that's what that is is the parts of you that have gotten you know twisted or confused just need to heal yeah uh so that they're basically good again and then we can trust that that flow of the universe which is basically good and um it only takes a few people it only takes a few people and this can be quantified in uh, quantum physics it only takes a few people to change the the consciousness of the collective which is why it matters that um not just us but you guys yeah everyone out there gets out there and they share what they have to share and i would like to touch on that because you uh, post these videos on the internet. I love that Kara yells at us. I call her the spiritual Tony Robbins. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> she's like screaming at us about being good or like light. And it's like, okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you share these things and you talked about feeling the fear and doing it anyways. What I just want everybody else to share because there's this still this thing that we're running into often where it's like, oh, you have a podcast, like you're going to talk about it. I just can watch it. Like, I don't need to do that. Or, you know, oh, you know, I'm not frontal facing like my business. It doesn't need an Instagram or whatever, you know, all these like excuses for not putting yourself out there. And by out there, I really mean like on the internet, because that is the age that we live in. There's a lot of incredible people I know who are facing resistance or just thinking that they're not the kind of people who need to put themselves out there. How did you reach this point where you were doing that? Well, before you had a show, because she's a punk rocker, obviously, at heart. Yeah. And you had a little show on TV. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, can you talk about that for a second? Born Again <laughs> Pop, the TV show, the deconstruction and reconstruction of American pop culture. And I can tell you where I got that wrong. <laughs> I focused on making a satire. And this was like... 10 or 15 years ago, I focused on making a satire about everything messed up in the world, <laughs> which everyone seems to be doing now. And I, and it's, it's so, you know, I was really like focused on a lot of things like sexism, racism, nationalism, ageism, but my favorite topic was sexism. And I, you did say I yell. And <laughs> my dad said to me once, like, you know, stuff you're talking about like I think 
men might take it in better if you weren't like yelling at them, <laughs> telling them what they're doing wrong. And I'm like, whatever, dad. And like, oh, see, did the did I hit the peak? So before, for the viewers at home, they were like, yell as loud as you're gonna go because we know you're gonna yell. I'm like, no, I'm not. Um, so, anyways, um, as I have grown so much wiser I also just like I love I I love men so freaking much like I just the the pain that I've had from my past and my own things with certain people and then projecting that on you know a whole creation of men like I just love men so much but anyways what I've learned now is that like Oh, I was just focusing on what every everything that's wrong. Let me focus on uplifting people and then there you go. And it became really successful. Like who would have thought like me focusing on just like let's get uplifted and then that works. So that was cool, but yeah, I've always been like loved being in front of the camera and then also you know, there's been some there's been moments of I think the scariest part, like my art was very um, strange and a bit experimental at times and destructive. So it was almost like I like didn't care. But once I started teaching and using my voice about things that were pro felt just like a different kind of sacredness and about upliftment and about oneness and about using your gifts to serve humanity and about healing. I, um, and this goes back to your question about those people, like it, I, I dealt with like severe, um, stage fright. Like it was bad. Like it was really, really bad. And I was like, I was the, I was the chick on the street with like the mic in the middle of Times Square, like preaching about like weird stuff. Like how am I not able to, you know, you know, why is this so terrifying for me? Because I, I, I think it triggered something about using, um, you know, my voice in a much more wise and powerful way. And it was so scary. And it was like, I would like practice so much before I would do talks. I, I, it was, it, it, it was like, I would be full blown trigger the entire week before I did a workshop. Like it was, it was awful. It was like crying secretly constantly. And like, it, like it was, it was just not fun, even though everything in my heart was like, this is what I want to do. So I even went to the extreme of, um, one of the cards, let me teach you the teaching of this card. So it's in you, the lion, right? From, um, the Wizard of Oz, how he's like, I got to get courage. So, he, you know, he's like, I got to get go to the um, Wizard of Oz to get courage. But he had the irony is he had freaking courage the entire time on that like scary journey of the yellow brick road. But um, this card teaches it's like, um, you know, it's funny because I just realized it's not this card that teaches it. It's fine. Whatever. That's just a message for someone like it's already you already have the thing you're trying to get. But the thing for me was that I was trying to figure out like what how did the how does my future version feel really comfortable in front of people talking? 
And I was like, how do I become that future version of myself? And I was like, I'll take an improv class. So I went and I like took an improv class and you know, everyone's like, I'm a comedian. Like we want to be on SNL. And I'm like, whatever, dude, I just want to not care what people think about me. So, um, I did that and it like deeply helped. So sometimes I think there are things that help us. Like if you can think like if you're trying to put yourself out there and it is so terrifying and it's just this constant you know I think sometimes we stop ourselves because it's triggering you and it's bringing up all your insecurities and your deepest fears about yourself like yeah that's uncomfortable like I get it that's why you don't want to do it so you can kind of think what would help me get past this like what could I do small or something that could help me work through that fear so then you know, for me, it, it was taking an improv class and boy, it was like, it nipped it in the bud. I became a lot more like just cooler on stage, like a lot more chill. It's seriously unserious. It's yeah. seriously unserious. Yeah. It's so unserious that I spoke about the wrong card. It's like, we're making mistakes all the time. It's like, who cares? Also our self-absorption is oh, so... It's a lot. <laughs> It's so, so special, so deep. Um, and nobody cares. Like nobody somebody cares. might judge you for half a second and then they're thinking about themselves again. So that's a very important thing to remember. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we are, it's important and it's not important. Like we're very important um, because each of us matter in the mandala. And then on the other hand, it's super not important for like your hair to be in the perfect position at all yeah. times. <laughs> Exactly. Or my earrings, like yeah. Turn your earrings. Show your earrings to the crowd. Understand that I wanted everyone to see them, and then they're turning around to the mirror, which is a metaphor because on the other side of the divine mother is the mirror. And you guys are getting the mirror today. The mirror wants to be seen, but look how cute they are on the other side. Okay. I was saying that they keep turning inward because that power is within. She was yeah. like, "No, let's turn it out." <laughs> power is within okay well you you just kind of blew up on the internet was that because of repetition I wouldn't say that I fully well yeah okay so um yes repetition doing it I mean when I look back at my beginning readings oh my god I'm like it's your destiny path and you meant to do this I'm like Girl, like, have you seen my <laughs> earlier readings? I'm like, you have this gift that you were meant to share. I think you're still like humanity. that. I don't yeah, know what's changed. <laughs> I think maybe I'm like slightly cooler, whatever cool means. I don't even know. But like, sometimes it's just look, there's such an intensity coming out in me. And it wasn't an act, it was real. It, it's always real. But I feel like. I guess after you say it so much, it like it like chills a little bit. But yes, repetition absolutely has been everything. That's what it is. It's like you just keep doing it. You keep doing it. You keep doing it. And that For those who don't know, Cara gives um, readings on social media. Yeah. Cara Elizabeth Speaks. But they're short. They're not like. They're short. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. Mm -hmm. Kiss. That's what my dad always says. <laughs> um, but. The repetition and I think that you know it's like anything else in reality 
I will also say that you can manifest whatever you want, even if you don't believe in yourself, because everyone is like, you got to believe in yourself. And I want to tell all my friends out there that don't believe in themselves, you can still do it. (laughs) That's cool. Believing yourself really helps. Oh, my God. Like now that I believe in myself. Wow. It like it amplifies my ability to manifest stuff. This whole thing, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe in myself at all. But look what I did. I didn't believe in myself. The punk car is coming out. Yeah, she's here. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the that's a fake it till you make it thing that uh, is it's a quantum leap. And I always like hated that. I was like, what is that? Like so annoying. But it is a total quantum leap of putting yourself in. That's all the all these spiritual teachers. They all you put yourself in the vibration of the thing that you desire, whether it's a material thing or it's a, a feeling within you that you would like to achieve, a relationship, whatever. You put yourself in the feeling as if you already have it. And then you keep putting yourself in the feeling as if you already have it, whether it's real or not. And then you blink your eyes. The next thing you know, this is your reality. I have to say that's some sophisticated mind work, though, because I don't feel like I've I can do that now because it helps when you have proof. Like it helps when you can see that you've done something and you kind of get a glimpse of that feeling. Um, And it really, really helps. Like it really, you know, sometimes when I'm doing the mundane and I'm still at this point in my life, I'm just like, wait, why would I, why would any of this bother me? Because I know I have X, Y, Z, even though it's like in the future or whatever. But, um, yeah, I'm just going to go back to like, but I get it though. There, there is like a level of consciousness where you just don't even know how to, cause that's a real thing. Like sometimes it's really hard to imagine something better for yourself because you're so ingrained in such a like box of yourself. And, and that's why I just go back to like, as long as you don't give up, like it's all about math and chances. Like if you don't give up, it will happen. Like it's just how it works. Did you ever hear about that guy who, um, and it's a story from that book, Think and Grow Rich. And it's like, he bought all he spent he blew all his money on this machinery to mine gold and like for a year or for a couple years at he just kept searching and digging and digging and he just blew all his money and he never found anything so one day he's like i'm gonna i'm selling this screw this so he sells it the other guy that buys it digs three feet hits gold Mm-hmm. like come on like it was it, like you're gonna get the thing as long as you don't give up and that's the other thing I think most people are just especially Americans uh we are like instant 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 like you want the instant gratification but I don't know, if you can wait for it you'll get it it's also part of the social media culture that like you have we want to have something to show for ourselves at all time of this like progress and I'm very much always teaching about the momentum and the forward thinking Mm -hmm. and the goals and the bettering of the self. Um, Not for that reason, but because that's like where actual fulfillment is, is if we're leaning into the beyond fear thing. Yeah. Um, What was I, what we were discussing? Doing it anyways, forward thinking. But I just love a forward thinker like this one over here. Like I think, um, 
Oh, there was the staying power. We call it staying yeah. power. So it's the instant gratification of social media. And then staying power is where actual things are built. I have a friend who's been writing a book for at least two and a half years. And that's like her main thing. And there's nothing to show for it. Because... And we know that it's going to be a massive. By the V? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's gonna we be know good. it's going to be huge when when it's finally released to the world. But she just knows so deeply that this is her mission. The book has to be made. The book has to come through. She's writing the book. And it's just really beautiful to watch the the self-trust, to know that you can go through that process. And then also... Um, the concept of creating something that is for the future or that you can hand out to a future generation. Like these kind of projects are like lifelong. You know, there's some projects that we're dipping our toes into that are, you know, could not be done for several hundred mm. years. And that's okay. And that's how previous societies lived where they had that reverence for making something that great. And now we're in this place of like popping up these like buildings that you like blow on them and they fall over and they're, that's a, that's another thing I was, you know, social media taught me, but it makes total sense is that these like eco buildings are like economically made and they're good for the environment and they come up like instant and they look really ugly, um, but they're not going to last that mm. long. And so if you're really making something that was good for the environment, it would last hundreds it would be a properly made building that was more expensive to make but would last hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of years but now we have that constant you know gratification and turn it around and flip it yeah and so there's anytime i can spend time around somebody who's moving at a slower pace relating to a bigger mandala it's just like such a deep exhale and a deep teaching especially living in new york but really just anywhere of um having trust in the grand design and just putting one foot in front of the other it's it's also an addiction this this like constant yeah next fix and level up and yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um there is something so there's like this wisdom in the slowness of things unfolding and even like with this the the deck maybe took i don't know three and a half years and then it got released or whatever and like in the beginning and when i was working on everything and like realized i was making a card deck and if you know and if life was like just three more years i would be like i can't like i mean i would wait but like i wouldn't i wouldn't want to like but there's this amazing wisdom that comes out of of things that grow in their proper time and slow and and you know what it really is it's like you know if you're looking at an acorn you're like or if I'm the acorn I'm like I need to hurry up I need to like hurry up and become an oak tree and I don't let myself root and I just pop up and I'm like all right I'm an oak tree and then a wind comes and I just get knocked over but then if I'm like I'm really gonna allow myself to root I'm rooting I'm rooting I'm rooting I slowly come up as the oak tree and then a hurricane comes and it's like you cannot mess with me like you just can't you just can't so 
there is something and I think like um our our the parts of our culture that are have have grown older and the wiser folks and just ancient cultures there's just such an honoring of slowness that oh my god we're so like squirmy and like mm, i can't handle a slow thing but it's just so it's like this is where wisdom is made in slowness and then also this really beautiful teaching for artists for me to taste my own medicine here is um you have to release things Mm. like you can't just like be like have seven projects in the works and then like never put them out there because you're it's not I wouldn't say your self-worth but it's like need create and then release and then do that until you die yeah like one project and then the next project and then the next project and just keep going because that that is your legacy um, yeah. Not only is that your fulfillment, but that's your legacy. Because when you pass on, people are not going to be like, she had a lot of ideas <laughs> cooking around in there <laughs> that she, you know, started and thought about. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, she really did the thing. She went through the grueling. She released the album and she made out the card deck and the book yeah. came out. And then, you know, not that you're doing things for external validation, but just so that you understand what it's like to have an imprint is that you stuck it out and you saw saw it through you yeah know? um i love that it's funny because while you speak i see myself in your earrings <laughs> <laughs> these are for your vanity so yeah it's for my vanity but i also am seeing myself in you <laughs> um yeah there it, it it is it is just uh there's that other weird thing in just speaking from artist to artist of just like that whole like perfection mode, like even down to like our next um, workshop we're doing together and this friggin' headline, like I can't like, I'm like, is this right? Like, is it right? Is it right? And like, I can't let it go. You know what I mean? We'll talk about that later after this. But um, the other thing, it's just like, there is a point as artists, it gets so confusing is like, is it even good? You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah, I mean, this new book by Rick Rubin that's really popular is really helping people because he's really a Zen master. And, you know, he's like, it's done. Just re- when it's released, it is done. You know, just get it out there. Um, It's never done. Yeah. It's, it's never. never done. It's just is like an involvement of everything. Yeah. So thank you for evolving enough to live in your light and share it with everyone oh my god thank you for just being you because like you're freaking awesome sarah before we um share some animal medicine is there anything else that you'd like to share with the class of the world um that the my like surefire way if i was gonna give like not that you asked this, but like how to create whatever reality that you want to create. Program yourself. What does that mean? Uh, so it's just kind of like some format of self, self-hypnosis because we are being inundated by programs all the time of our familia, our cultures, our religions, our schools, our TV, social media, whatever. So 
you know, you taking control and you can, you can program yourself in so many different ways. If it's self-hypnosis or scripting or repeating things or looking in the mirror and talking to yourself, whatever it is that, um, the biggest way to take control over your life is to find a way that works for you to program yourself and to keep doing that because it keeps you in control of you and you won't change overnight but like if you focus on whatever kind of self-hypnotization that works for you you'll be a totally different person in three months and six months and a year and um kundalini yoga is also really kundalini pro- yoga yeah it's like awesome rama like guys New do you York. know about this like rama you, tv you know about kundalini yoga like it's i mean i feel like i'm elitist i'm like it's the most powerful yoga ever i don't pay her to say that you know just yeah um <laughs> i just love it thank you yeah. yeah program yourself we have friends that have a podcast it's called um how to program yourself or reprogram i'll write it down i'll figure it out but it's it's totally how we have to think of it the mind is the computer the mind is the greatest supercomputer that will ever be and if you're not programming it someone else is so this should be empowering yeah you can plug in with whatever you want with it and surround yourself with people that's a big deal and um beings um and tools that can help you do that and I know we're all in different circumstances. Sometimes we're locked in situations that we can't do that. And that's why the internet's helpful. And that's why, you know, online communities and different tools and uh, focusing on the forward momentum and the positivity will absolutely lead you th- through the doors. There's a way through every block, but focusing on the negative and the trauma in the past is just going to lead you deeper into the suffering. And I know suffering seems cool, kids. Um, but we're here to make sure you understand there's other ways to be cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> for real. Joy is awesome. It's so cool. Joy? Joy is really fun. I'm still learning. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I, I, <laughs> my last workshop at Rama was the Joy Dance Manifesting experience and because it like dawned on me like oh wait I'm like trying to manifest all these things and level up and blah 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 like why am I not just focused on like being joyful and manifesting joy and it really taught me a lot um just about joy and getting there (laughs) and holding space for it um and so that being said I'm still growing into joy well, you're so multi-talented. She's literally leading dance manifestation classes at Rama. And it's like jazzercising of the future. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but it's super fun. It's awesome. Um, but also, I'm going to say, like, Pritam City's classes are the most, like, powerful transformative classes too so if you can like online or in person if you're in new york city you know it's just like seriously this woman is such a gift in my life and has um her power has illumined and empowered my power so thank you and you're just such a wise teacher like also i manifested cara 
uh, we manifested each other. No, I think you manifested me. I'm, no, the I, whole thing is nuts. <laughs> I was like, I need friends, dear universe, higher self, God. I need like friends on this level. Like, I just need it's just a lonely path sometimes. And then, not that I'm like on some high level, but you know what I mean. In my paradigm mentally. And uh, then there you walked in. So thank you. Oh my God, no, thank you. You're such a gift to me. Okay, now okay, we're vomiting okay, on okay, everyone. Okay, 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 Nobody okay. wants to hear this. Everyone wants to hear about themselves. So I let's would talk like about to you to do a collective reading for all of us tuning in here. Um, past or future? This is outside of time. This yeah. is time isn't even a thing. I'll let you take over. Okay, so um, I want you to first think about, so close your eyes and become, see the version of yourself who is living really their most empowered self. They're fulfilling their purpose. They're in that beautiful, healthy relationships and their career feels like oh my god this is what exactly I want to be doing their love life all the things all the things that are like this is where you know this feels so empowering and fulfilling for me so see that aspect of you and now see that aspect of you just shine the light over here let's share our light let's share our light with humanity just share our light share our light share our light push out your light push out your light push out your light okay Next, I pulled a card, so keep your eyes closed. Next, let's ask um, whatever block or resistance or this, like anything that feels like an insecurity, whatever the thing is that you're going through right now, let's just connect to that aspect of you because that aspect of you um, really wants to um, fulfill itself so if there's some kind of insecurity it wants to turn into confidence if it's lack of trust it wants to turn in trust if it's disunity it wants unity you know if there's a problem there is the solution that's the fulfillment of the problem is its solution so just any love wisdom and guidance from that resistance block fear worry doubt issue pulling a card and then let's just do uh Let's ask creation, life with a capital life, whatever guidance, love, and wisdom you have for all of us in humanity and sharing our light. And I'll pull a card. Okay, take a big deep breath in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Eyes at the back of the head, tongue to the roof of the mouth. Now stick your hands up in the air. Hold it, hold it. Bring in the light, bring in the light, bring in the light. Now push out the light. Okay, open up, open up. Let's see awesome oh interesting okay 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 so our I love that this message from our future self from our it's not even future it is us now our most fulfilled aspect of ourself so we get the abundance card so there's a couple things going on here so if we take this way back to its origins of one of the hexagrams from the I Ching this card is is teaching us about there's this this asking you like sigh in relief like this like peace this thing that you're you're hoping for is is coming all right but it it because of that sigh in relief for this thing coming it means it's like it's not it might not feel like it's here yet but it's coming but then we go into we see the bowhead whale so 
bowhead whale you know when they they are migrating and swimming there's a lead bowhead whale who's charging through the ice to clear the path for the other whales to like use their blowholes easily so this is saying there's something a part of you but bigger than you that is clearing the pathway to lead and this is the kicker to lead to yourself to lead to the abundance of yourself so there's this kind of abundance of you that is is coming in okay and that this abundance is like because you're truly in yourself right you're not like with all the like weird programs it's like all of a sudden there's this like opening of you to actually authentically be who you are so because of that you're in this alignment of yourself right it's like the right notes finally you're playing the right notes and the right chords and everything else is playing the right notes and the right chords and this orchestra that you're in alignment with so what you're bringing to the table it's like you're this vessel this tool this channel to just like bring in this inspiration because you're not blocked by all the like weird things that have been like holding us back back so there's some kind of opening happening right now that is allowing you to be a fuller version of yourself and it's just so awesome because that abundance what I always like to say is that life can't help but reflect back to you that same level of abundance whatever is going on inside of you life is then reflecting that back out in material format also so that's cool but the coolest thing is like you're in this abundance of yourself so that is what is in the process there's this opening and then we can see that you know with the 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 card that we were connecting to the thing that we're trying to overcome the worry the fear the doubt the resistance the block whatever that there is this this transformation happening right now and that usually when the metamorphosis butterfly card comes up it it does talk about like there's a lot of work that's been done you know you're not necessarily the caterpillar you're not the caterpillar thank god you're not destroying yourself on the inside of yourself in the cocoon phase right you're actually past all that but you're the waiting butterfly you're the butterfly who's just like used all its energy to come out of the cocoon and now you're just waiting right like you have to wait for the sun to dry off all the goo from the cocoon you have to um you know like pump blood through your wings so there's something about like you might also be feeling like oh my god I'm ready for this next thing I'm ready for this graduation like I'm ready for this next level of me and and you're so freaking close and you're so right there but the slowness back to the slowness like you have to pump the what the blood through the wings you have to slow you have to be okay with like waiting for the flight to happen and you know it's interesting because this is what you're your test or difficulty wants you to know like you've been transforming and you just gotta wait and there's this big thing you know this this flight this freedom this new level of you that you're about to jump into and then last but not least is what life with a capital life wants all of us to collectively know and it's like nourish the shadow because there's a couple of things that this card has now been really sharing with me in a different way and it is about and I can bring this back to world peace (laughs) it is about 
integration of every single aspect of ourself because life is a reflection of our insides when we see war when we see disunity what's you know look to the inside is there war within yourself is there disunity within yourself so this is really asking you to bring in and and mother or father those aspects of you who feel insecure because guess what that insecurity is really just stemming from maybe you when you were 13 who still lives in you who's you're letting drive the freaking show at work and it's like he's driving the show because you haven't integrated him yet because when you integrate those aspects then they can grow up and fulfill something even bigger so this part of what life is asking us right now is like see how bright that black panther's light is it's because he's he's shining so deeply because he's in this process of nourishing these aspects of himself that are really dark and painful for us but it is you know it it is that integration process where you become whole and you become a bigger version of you you have all you know all your ages all your ups and downs you bring them all in and then you're a freaking powerhouse like you cannot imagine you have that gang like i got my two-year-old in me i got that five-year-old in me i got that 13 year old in me i got that 20 year old in me like i got this gang like and they all have their gifts and they all have their like interesting weird twerks and like idiosyncrasies and it's like you can't mess with me with this gang of me like and that is how we become fuller versions of ourselves. And that also when we integrate those aspects of ourselves, we're going to see that happening with everyone around us. We're getting along with more people. We're seeing more unified situations happening because we're unifying on the inside. How do you nourish or what's the other word you use? N nurse, Integrate it, um, the shadow. Because it's such a trigger for me. I hate this word. Yeah, shadow. Because all the girlies on the internet who yeah. are like doing shadow work for like 20 years oh straight God. and not enjoying their lives. It makes yeah. me sad. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I love a couple things. Like I think one, sometimes you can easily, and sometimes it's difficult, if you just ask yourself like, who really own? what age of me really owns this belief? And I then kind of will connect to that version and that age and see how I can work with them and have compassion for them. The other thing I like to do is, all right, this, it's that whole, um, that two sides of one coin thing. I bring in and I'm like, well, what is the feeling? Okay, so there's something about like, you know, really feeling not good enough in a certain aspect of my life what is the exact opposite of that mean for me? It means that I am really good in this aspect of my life. So it means I, that I hold that power. So looking at it like that, the work I've been really doing now though is like a lot of younger parts are popping up for me lately. And, and it's been helpful to kind of let them speak through me. And, and we all want that instant, like, I mean, when I connect with myself in these younger ages, I give them permission to like come out through the day, show me. They like to show it through hives on my skin. <laughs> um, but they, you know, they have like 
a lot of amazing things to say and I didn't really realize that. So just giving, just saying out loud, like, you know, having conversations out loud in when you're in a private space with these aspects of yourself and and they'll work with you and they'll show you once you kind of bring them in and have compassion for them, they'll show you their superhuman powers and then you just become more superhuman. But it's like a, it's a kind of, it can be a slow process. Waves of self-knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Self-actualization. <sighs> can well, I give one um, shout out to, to Moxie also? Yes. Thank you. Our friends at Moxie Lower East Side for yeah. uh, letting us do this here. This is the dopest space and they have so many cool aspects. So. Yeah. We're in the factory penthouse and they also, um, we do a lot of workshops. We've been doing workshops with them. And so just, thank and their, you. their club here is like, I obviously, you know, don't really go clubbing, but there's always a line around the block. It's super hot and some really good restaurants yeah. too. So thank you, Moxie. Moxie. Uh, thank you so much, Cara. Thank Such you. an honor. Can't wait for our next ventures together. Yes. And thank you for sharing your medicine so um, fearlessly or courageously with the world. It's so important. Thank you so much. Bless and I'm, you. I'm honored to be on your show. It's so cool. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Satnam. Satnam. <laughs>